Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Do not keep quiet. If you have a point of view or an opinion, don't overthink in terms of how people will, will perceive you. Don't procrastinate. For me, it has been a very defining part of my career and my growing up. Speak up. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. These talks will include both career advice as well as a look at the industry itself and its practices. Hi, everyone. Uh, It's a pleasure being here. Uh, It's a pleasure being at Women Who Code because I have great affiliation with Women Who Code. Uh, I know Pavitra was trying to introduce me I'll go ahead and say it myself, is the fact that I, I, was, I was with VMware for a very long, I mean, for about three, three and a half years, four years. And, uh, you know, I've been an integral part of Women Who Code, uh, working very closely with the team that was uh, really driving this initiative and this imperative. So I've been associated with it for some time. Um, took a little bit of hiatus when I uh, left uh, VMware and uh, it's a pleasure to be back on this platform and talking to you all today. Um, so today, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about be your inspiration uh, and I wanted to share um, my career journey and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, my, what I have gone through and what I've achieved and accomplished. Um, sharing the story with you hopefully would inspire you to kind of really do what you uh, you know, thinking that it's not rocket science to kind of really get to where you are. So uh, let me let me let me talk a little briefly about myself, uh, my personal introduction before I jump into anything in terms of career. Um, so I was born and raised in Mumbai, and I completed my education there. Uh, my humble beginnings placed a lot of emphasis on study and getting a good qualification. I'm typical. Uh, typically, a lot of you would experience this, and I'm sure that you know you have come from those backgrounds where family really plays a lot of emphasis in it places a lot of emphasis in terms of having a good career and a good education uh, during my childhood the exposure uh, to new and varied opportunities extremely limited in comparison to what we see in today's asian time uh, my parents were very clear that i would not uh, if i wanted to study further or do anything post my graduation i had to only do it in mumbai very typically you know the conservative parents who um, did not want me to leave the city and they were not going to support me in terms of making that decision. So this stemmed from more being protective rather than anything else, right? Uh, and I'm sure that all of us have experienced this at some uh, time in our life. So um, the time that I began getting to college, I was very clear that I'd ex- I had to explore options within Mumbai, which would give me an edge to pursue a professional degree or a qualification uh, as options in front of me were quite limited. So I was really, really wanting to kind of uh, understand what I would do um, and what I would really take and shape my career uh, towards. And what is that, you know, um, hence, what is the qualification that I would want to kind of really uh, uh, get into or accomplish? So during um, during school and during college, um, you know, mathematics and science presented themselves as nemesis all through my schooling and even my college days. So I decided that I will pursue arts. And I channeled and focused my my energy uh, into really majoring uh, in economics, even when I took out arts. And I knew that I had to get a professional degree after that. 
So when I was exploring options and I was speaking to people around me and my own family, uh, pursuing a post-graduation in human resources seemed a very, very good option. Because having a few of my family members who were in the human resources stream and function persuaded me to explore a qualification in this field. So I decided with a single objective and focus that I had to get into the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, which is TISS in Mumbai, which is one of the premier institutes where people pursue uh, human resources just next to a uh, second in line uh, from XLRI. And uh, that really checked all the boxes for me in terms of continuing my education in Mumbai. So, um, so that is where my career, my qualification began. So I am a Bachelor of Arts in Economics and uh, I pursued my human resources management. And I will quickly in, uh, you know, in, uh, in one of the slides show you my career journey. And it is a very interesting career journey that I would want to kind of really share with you. Um, a little more in terms of my introduction, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about technology and the potential that it has to transform and impact almost everything around us and the immense opportunities that it holds for us. I'm also passionate about driving the cause of improving the ratio of women in tech. And I've been working towards this for some time now. I have led several initiatives for women in tech in my past life. And I also take time to mentor a lot of women professionals in the industry on an ongoing basis. It is said that values define a person and I take that statement extremely seriously. Um, and keeping that in mind, I constantly try to bring out the traits of in integrity and candor in my work and everything that I do. And with me, what you see is what you get. I am a very results-oriented person, but at the same time, I'm a strong believer in investing in teams and working who, that work with me and also ensuring that they are successful as much as I am. And when I'm not working, I love to listen to music, travel across the globe and the country and sink into the local cuisine. I also try my hand in creating and replicating some of those recipes. You'll always find me cooking on the weekends. I also enjoy a lot of gardening and I grow my vegetables and my herbs in my terrace garden. I shifted to Bangalore in about 2004 and I've been living in Bangalore for the last close to about 18 years now. So much so that I call it my second home. My family comprises my husband, sorry, my 15-year-old daughter, um, my mother-in-law, as well as my pet animal. So now that you know a little bit about me, I would like you to take you through my, like to take you through my career journey. I try to map my career journey with timestamps as, and milestones as much as possible. So it is easy for us to walk through the same. It is basically to give you an understanding of the transitions and the roles that I have done through my career and how it enabled me to get to where I am today. Uh, 1995 was the year I passed out of Tata Institute of Social Sciences. Like I said, I did my human resources management. I joined LNT, Larson and Tobro from campus. It was the company in the industrial sector known for its HR practices. And in LNT, I worked across HR domains um, to get the experience that would help me grow in my HR career. So five years of working in LNT instilled the thirst of learning in me as well as the capacity to go that distance. Around 2000, I decided to switch jobs and I joined Sengoben Abrasives uh, to further my HR career. Even though the experience was extremely enriching, I was learning something new every single day. The voice at the back of my mind was always pointing out that I was not really satisfied with what I was doing. 
as a part of my responsibilities, I had an opportunity to work on the SAP HRMS implementation that the company was undertaking. And I was pulled into that project to give, you know, to really drive a specific module to implement uh, based on my HR experience uh, and what I brought to the table. And when I realized that that was my calling and it was different, and that was what I was meant to do, it didn't take me a great deal of time to decide to change my career and enter the realm of technology. So that was when I decided that I'm going to quit my HR career, my seven years of HR career. And I believe that that was my turning point in my career. And when I look back, I'm glad that I made the decision and took that leap of faith. I transitioned as an HR IT function analyst. Um, uh, I took on that role, which was a logical starting point for me because I had the domain knowledge from HR the experience that I needed to kind of learn te the technology side. So in 2002, my actual technology career began. I continued to grow in the HRIT space, and it was around this time that I joined Honeywell, which really further shaped my technology career. The year 2007 was another turning point for me when I moved completely out of the HRIT space and moved into delivering IT solutions for two businesses for Honeywell. And I continued to do that role for a few years. Um, I did variety of roles. I'll not go through each one of them, but I, if you see every second or third year, I made a switch. I made a switch to kind of really push myself into doing uh, things that I wanted to do and I was inclined to do. I also, the organization also pushed me into doing things that they believed that I had the potential to take on. So I, I took an individual contributor role, which was a global PeopleSoft lead role. I came back into doing a business delivery role in 2012. After a year, Honeywell Technology Solutions opened an IT leadership role and asked if I would be in, in, interested to interview for that role. So 2013, I took on that role of a global IT leader for HDS. So a lot of things that I did. And then I also moved into the engineering side of uh, Honeywell Technology Solutions. I took on an engineering operations leader role in 2015, which gave me a lot of experience working across the engineering groups and also driving operations excellence for them. Right? Two years in that role, I felt I wanted to get back to IT and work in emerging technologies like cloud, SaaS, et cetera. And I started exploring externally and took on a role with VMware in 2017. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I worked for VMware for about three and a half years and then subsequently joined Intel in 2020. So one takeaway from my career journey map that you see on the slide is constantly challenging status quo, not wanting to kind of just be complacent and happy doing what I did or what I would want to do, but taking on opportunities and roles as it came by, or even going back and looking and exploring those opportunities and roles so that it could enhance my career and my growth. And that's what I did all through this journey that I had close to about 27 years now. And that's where I, where I started as an HR professional, hardcore HR professional, seven years of experience. And now um, uh, being the VP and general manager for uh, the enterprise operations group uh, at Intel and also leading the end user computing for all of Intel globally. So let me um, you know, uh, take you to slide three, which is the next slide. Um, in my professional journey, right, I thought that it would be very interesting to also share this with you along with my journey map, is that 
it has enabled me to pick up a number of experiences and learnings as you saw it's been immense and it has been very very gratifying and these have enabled me and helped me to advance my career now these are common learnings none of which are spectacularly different or out of the world but as i mentioned earlier i'm sure some of these will resonate with you and will allow you to kind of really take a step back and think about it and then maybe imbibe it or bring it as a part of your career journey i always think and will always propagate nothing in life is rocket science one thing that i learned early in life that nothing is rocket science and if it feels so it is what others make it uh, to be every aspect of what you deal with in life as well as at work is very very logical you just have to be patient give your time give yourself time to understand it and you will eventually figure it out when i was given a role outside of hr technologies i was overwhelmed it was it was absolutely overwhelming and it's not easy as i make it or make it sound right i felt that the carpet was being pulled under my feet but when i stepped back and i convinced myself that this should not be as difficult as it sounds i took some time but eventually found a way to understand and discern it i believe the same is true on the personal side of things too we just need to spend time finding solutions in seemingly complicated areas and issues rather than just giving up and walking away there are times when you have to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty despite whatever level you are in the organization there are some problems that you will be called upon as a leader to solve and at those times no matter what level you are you should have the tenacity to work across your organization and your teams and across different levels to solve those problems and issues that really really believe me takes you a long way in terms of the messaging that you send to your teams and how you come across as a leader stick your neck out is the next one that i would say that you should do take those risks take that leap of faith and you would that you would need to advance your career this may be including having moments where you question your decisions or you need to take on something new but no matter what the obstacle you must always excel in something new or different and keep challenging yourself and possibly acquiring new skills so it's important that you know you always kind of challenge status quo stick your neck out take the take that risk take that leap of faith i did that 7 years after my hr career when i was at crossroads i took a leap of faith and i think that it really paid off well but has it been an easy journey may not be but you have to give it 100% in terms of your commitment passion and the desire to learn and acquire skills and then be able to kind of really succeed it is a combination of both your aspiration and your passion that comes together to be able to kind of really be able to shape up your career work with your colleagues at your grassroots level it is very 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 important that is where you learn what is happening most in your organization as well as in your team i still remember a situation when i was new in a role and i had to fix an issue which was a war room scenario and i was pushed to that situation on day 1 when i took that role I shifted my workplace to that war room, sat down next to a developer and a technical lead, and I worked with them, learned from them, and helped them to get past the issue that they were expected to deliver on. Sometimes you learn a lot when you work with your team at the grassroots level. This enables your team to also comprehend the intent and the authenticity of you as a leader, and you are able to really come across very, very well to them. 
experiment and explore throughout my career i have faced a lot of hurdles some of which were my of my own accord springing from the roles that i wanted to pursue whereas others the organization threw at me maybe they understood the potential in me that i had not seen for myself but it still gave an opportunity to take a very different role and understand what i was capable of and push that envelope much more than what i thought i could do don't stay in your comfort zone constantly keep pushing and challenging the status quo it helps you to expand your boundary through my career journey that i depicted to you in the previous slide i've constantly done that and looking back i feel that it has really helped in shaping my career and has got me to where i am today it is important to learn to speak up in forums and meetings as women most of the time we do not want to do that but think through what you want to state formulate your thoughts and then state what you want to state do not keep quiet if you have a point of view or an opinion don't overthink in terms of how people will, will perceive you don't procrastinate for me it has been a very defining part of my career and my growing up speak up especially being a woman leader there are times when i was the only woman in the room and people would forget that i even existed it took a lot of courage to ask that first question and believe me it was not easy but once you get past that first question or that first challenging statement it is so much better it gives you the confidence to ask more and at the same time you will remember that don't disagree for the sake of disagreeing when there is a conversation that's going on don't challenge for the sake of challenging you need to work on the image of bringing in credibility that goes along with you when you challenge your question people should stop and listen to what you are stating that is the credibility that you will have to continue to kind of build as you move up your career and um, and move up the levels in the organization if you look at my career every 3 or 4 years i took a role change it happened both ways i wanted to apply for a new role or the organization wanted me to move into something new each of those experiences have been a defining moment a learning moment which has helped shape my career it is this is connected to sticking your neck out as well as learning to experiment and explore and it is always important for us to do this at all times and at all uh, even if you are older and if you have grown in your organization it's still important that you have to keep doing that it helps you to grow both in terms of your skill sets and also the roles that you want to do as well as your career never stop learning the day you stop learning you stop growing i'm a firm believer of the statement with the speed at which technology is changing today it is important that we keep ourselves updated and abreast with everything that's happening around with around us and ensure that we are relevant and we understand what is relevant during various stages in my career i've encountered situations where i had to take courses or attend a classroom training or get into a leadership program i ensured that i gave that the maximum priority and never postponed that learning moment in today's world there's a ton of learning material out there that is available for all of us to leverage prioritize that block your time in your schedule learn on a weekly basis so that you keep up with everything that's happening around you and never compromise on the learning it's okay to be candid and tell people that you don't know or you don't understand no one is going to be judgmental in fact they will appreciate your candor if you tell them the truth this is where bringing the authentic self 
really, really helps. It is about telling your team and colleagues that you don't know what you don't know and you don't understand something. And there would be team members and others who are willing to spend time teaching you and enabling you to progress and learn and understand. So it's important in two ways. One is that, I, as I mentioned, it, it enables you to put your authentic self out there. And the other, it is to really help to build you connect with the team as there is vulnerability that comes out in these scenarios. And the teams really understand that the leader is, after all, a human being just like them and not invincible. Never give up for you would have lost the battle even before it began. And hence, you're only impacting yourself. Find yourself a mentor in the organization, either inside or outside. Anyways, will work. But all my work life, I had very strong influencers, role models who shaped my career and enabled me to get to where I am today. Even today, I have a mentor who continues to guide me in every decision that I make, professional or personal. And I still continue to reach out to him. I've always had mentors who had men as they had a very, very different perspective from what I would have uh, thought or decided. So, so those were some of the learnings that I had. I also had some learnings as a leader that you have to bring to the table if you have to be successful. So if we can go to the next slide. Put the team up in front for recognition success, because if they are successful, automatically you are. Manage your leaders and manage your team to do the best so that they are not distracted. You manage upwards and ensure that you take all the flack, but don't expose your team to that because they need to be focused in terms of what they need to deliver and do, and then filter the information that they need to assimilate and absorb and be that, that, you know, that filter in between that senior management and the next level of your management. So I think that it's very important for the leader to do that and learn that so that they are able to kind of really manage their teams so that they're not distracted. Build the right network and ensure that you connect with your peers and leaders for both yourself as well as your team. Use we rather than I once you're a manager or a leader because it helps the team understand that the leader is one among them and is extremely collaborative and is really standing up for them. Grow your team and develop them as leaders. If your team members are in, now in leadership positions and they are growing as much as you are, it's another mark of success for your leadership. Connect with and care for your team beyond your professional outlook. That connect takes you a long way in terms of evolving as a leader because it's worth investing. Um, it's been a very, very difficult two years and the connect is what really keeps you going. I joined Intel during the pandemic, the heights of the pandemic in September 2020. I have still not met a lot of my team members, but I have a wonderful connect with them because I ensured that I went that extra mile to go beyond the professional space into the personal space to build that connect. And that really paid off because I was able to be successful in terms of what I had to achieve and do despite being virtual most of the time. Communicate and own your decisions. That's the last point that I would make because it helps to build the trust with your team and once you communicate in a very timely fashion, they know that you are transparent and you're trustworthy. And that helps the team come together and really help you being successful as well as they being successful. Finally, I would want to conclude to say that leadership is all about what you bring in terms of your passion, your humility, and your authentic self to the workplace. 
investing in your teams to be successful and if they are successful automatically you become a successful leader so those were some of the things that i wanted to kind of really share as a part of the session today and i hope that it has been valuable for you to pick up some of those bits and pieces that i brought to the table both in terms of my career and the lessons that i've learned through my career um and uh, you know being able to share that with you so that you know you could take some of that uh and go back to what you are doing and be successful too thank you thank you for listening to the women who code podcast to find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry visit our website womenwhocode.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at womenwhocode be sure to check out our youtube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.